Thank you for joining the Simpsonville Simply Said podcast, a podcast by the City of Simpsonville to help connect community members with their local leaders, decision makers, and public servants. I'm your host and City's Community Relations Specialist, Justin Campbell. We appreciate everyone who listened to episode one, which featured Mayor Paul Shoemaker, so be sure to give it a listen if you haven't yet. Remember to follow the Simpsonville Simply Said podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and visit Simpsonville.com for all things Simpsonville. Episode 2 of the Simpsonville Simply Said podcast features Simpsonville City Administrator Diana Gracely. Ms. Gracely was hired by the city in spring 2018 after previously serving the cities of Landrum and Traveler's Rest in the same position. Our discussion includes the role of a city administrator in local government, a look at how Ms. Gracely's role was similar and different across the three cities she has served, and the importance of ongoing projects in Simpsonville, plus a slight detour for a beloved 90s alternative rock band. Remember to subscribe and listen to Simply Said on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and visit simplysaidpodcast.com. Thank you for your support, and enjoy the show. Diana, thank you for joining us on the Simpsonville Simply Said Podcast. Thanks so much, Justin. I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Before we get into it, let's start with a bit of Simpsonville trivia. Don't give your answer now. We'll have our discussion, give our one listener, my wife, a chance to think about it too, and you can give your answer at the end of the episode. Sound good? Sounds great. Here's the question. The area that is now Simpsonville was once referred to by the Cherokee Nation as Dry Ridge. The area received its permanent name Simpsonville after its de facto founder, Peter Simpson, died in 1847. What name did settlers use to refer to the Simpsonville area before it received its permanent name? Keep listening to find out the answer. Okay, let's get into it. To start, please tell listeners what your role is as Simpsonville City Administrator. Sure. So Simpsonville is actually the third city that I have um, been appointed the administrator for. I started my career in economic development uh, with the Appalachian Council of Governments in the early 90s and did community and economic development projects. And in doing that, I was able to work with a lot of city administrators across the six counties of the upstate. And I thought that looks like a role that I think I could do really well. Um, I was fascinated by it. I've always been very interested in local government. So I thought, let me pursue that. So I got a master's degree in public administration, which is really what you need in order to pursue that career. Um, It's not mandatory, but I think most communities um, look for that in their appointed administrator. Um, So the role of the city administrator is essentially to run the day-to-day operations of the city. All of the department heads, police, fire, public works, parks and recreation, finance, HR, court, and it goes on from there. But all of those departments report directly to the city administrator. And my role is to... Um, guide staff in implementing council goals and decisions and policies. Um, it is my job to put together a fiscal plan every year, the, the annual budget. Um, and it is also my role to make sure that we are staying within the confines of that budget. Uh, as I mentioned, running the day-to-day operations of the city, um, 
when it when it becomes difficult to help people understand what I do, I like to talk about the city if the city were a corporation. And in a, in a corporate structure, you have a board of directors, you have a chairman of the board of directors, so that would be the mayor and city council, and then you have an appointed CEO who is responsible for the day-to-day operations. And that would of, be you. That would be me. So that's the easiest way to define my role in the city. So council sets policy and you implement it. Correct. You work with department heads and staff to make sure what council uh, has as a vision for the city uh, actually happens. True, absolutely true. But I also go a step further than that and work closely with council to help arrive at policy decisions. It is not my job to make those decisions, but I do consider it a very important part of my job to research things thoroughly and provide information to council so that they are best equipped to make those policy decisions. So there's an advisory role in that city administrator position? Yes, yes, there is. You mentioned uh, having worked at the city of Landrum and the city of Traveler's Rest, and now you're at Simpsonville. What has your experience been like among the three cities? Has it been pretty much the same? Is your experience with each city a little bit different? Um, I think everything is different because every community is different. And uh, if, if you notice in my career, there's been a progression from a very, very small town to a larger one in Traveler's Rest to now a larger one in Simpsonville. Um, all still small towns, mm-hmm. all with the same um, guidance and directives. You know, it is our job to provide public service to the citizens and businesses of the uh, whatever respective city we work for. Right. And so all of those things are very similar, but yeah, I mean the in smaller towns in in Landrum and in Traveler's Rest, um, you know, we had fewer resources. So it probably I would say there was more of a demand on my time to do uh, a lot of the day-to-day tasks that we here have um, folks to do. For instance, I did not have a finance director in Landrum or uh, Traveler's Rest. So when I was putting the budget together, I was doing that solely on my own. Here we have a very amazing and capable finance director in Christine Farino. And uh, together we work very closely through the budget process and she makes my job much easier right. in putting that together. I can look at where where best to recommend the resources go, and she's doing the formulas and the spreadsheets and making sure the numbers add up. So that's one less thing that I have to do during that process. Um, your role is the community relations specialist. I did not have a person who performed those duties in my previous two um, cities. So I did that as well. Wow. And so it was, I, I will tell you, I rarely got a vacation <laughs> when I was in Landrum or Traveler's Rest. Um, there were a lot of demands on my time. Um, I felt um, very appreciative to be in those roles at those times, but, uh, but I will tell you that having so many capable staff here has certainly made my role as the city administrator an easier one to manage. There are several projects in progress or in the works for the city of Simpsonville. People driving around will see what's happening near downtown. There's the municipal complex, city park, downtown improvements, traffic realignment. Why are these projects important? What is the sort of the why? So I've always said, and I came from an economic development background, that it is very difficult to ask investors 
to look at your community and make substantial investments in private projects if the city is not keeping its public spaces aesthetically pleasing and inviting for residents and for visitors. So I've always felt like it was a reflection on the community to make that investment in ourselves. Right. And Simpsonville is thriving. Um, Downtown Simpsonville has grown by leaps and bounds in the five and a half years I've been here. And I joke that typically we do downtown revitalization in order to stimulate private investment. In this case, the the private sector got a little bit ahead of us. So I feel like we're playing catch up. And um, everything that we're doing is to enhance our city and make it more attractive for additional investment, for the residents who call Simpsonville home, for the business owners who've already invested, and for future investors. And so I think it's really important to continue to see where we have some deficiencies and make those things better. Traffic, obviously, is a concern for many people who live and work in Simpsonville and has been for a while. And so one of the the main impetus for the downtown project was trying to resolve the traffic issue. Right, exactly. Not to make it easier for people to drive through downtown quickly, but for people to um, find it easier to stop and visit and shop and dine and spend time and money in Simpsonville. Uh, not just downtown, but throughout the city. But uh, you ask about the downtown focus, so that's you know where I'm I'm answering this question specifically. Is um, you know the traffic realignment is very important to make it flow better right. for it's about downtown. Flow and efficiency. Flow and efficiency, and not speed. And so that's what we're trying to achieve with this. Uh, Fortunately, we have a great rapport with SCDOT. We've fostered those relationships for many years now, and we um, had a lot of cooperation from DOT in developing this plan because these are state roads. I think that's what a lot of listeners may not realize. They Mm -hmm. see streets in the city and they assume that those are city streets, but the majority of the streets in Simpsonville outside of residential neighborhoods are state-owned and maintained roads, which limits our ability to do anything on them without an encroachment permit from DOT. So it is very important that we work closely and cooperatively with that agency to obtain the necessary permits, um, and not only that, but to plan appropriately. And so with the downtown traffic realignment, DOT actually did those traffic studies for us. Mm -hmm. It saved us many thousands of dollars um, because typically you would have to hire a private transportation consultant um, to come in and do the traffic study for you. DOT took it on them on themselves to do this and um, presented a couple of different options. Mm-hmm. We had a public hearing. We reviewed the options with the people who came out for the public hearing. We also shared all of that information online to get as much feedback as we could from the public. And then ultimately, after several months of debating, council made the decision about which plan to implement. And I think they made a great decision. I think it's going to work very well for um, the business community in downtown. Um, I think it's going to flow well. And I do think, um, given the route that they chose, it's going to make it easier for visitors, too, to find their way to some of the of the destinations that we have in the city. 
like um, the shopping center across from City Hall where uh, Willie Taco is located now right. and Shortfields and other destinations. Hoonies, I know, is one of our favorites. We yeah. like to Friday go over there and treats. get a Friday afternoon treat. Yeah. Um, same thing for Burdett Central, you know, to make it easier for people who may not be very familiar with Simpsonville to get into that parking area and patronize those businesses. Um, so I think council made a very wise decision with that. Um, we've been working on this for quite some time. Shortly after I arrived here, we started talking about creating a downtown master plan, sort of a guidebook to help us figure out what things we needed to do to be our most successful version of right. ourselves. And the downtown master plan, while it looks very different uh, in implementation form that it did in the conceptualizing, um, was definitely a much needed guide to get us where we are now. Uh, it helped us determine some of the costs so we would know how much money to bond out uh, to be able to implement the projects. It helped us identify from a market analysis standpoint um, where we had retail leakage and what types of businesses we really needed to work on recruiting for Simpsonville as a whole, but particularly downtown. And so I think we have a great balance of shops and restaurants and yes. and entertainment establishments, and there's more to come. Stay tuned, everybody. I got some exciting news last week about a new entertainment venue um, that's coming to downtown. I can't really talk about it, but other you mean than you don't to want say... this to be a, the time is, when you announce it? This would podcast? not be the time to announce it um, because they're not quite ready. When people ask us for confidentiality, we definitely comply with that. And exactly. so word may get out on the street before I have an opportunity to announce it. But um, I don't ever want to be the leak in, in the chain of custody of that confidential information. Well, you'll, you'll have to come back on. I uh, will come back on. on yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. So that's the downtown revitalization. Um, in the master plan, we also talked about the importance of having an art center in yeah. downtown. We already owned the old Simpsonville Elementary School building, so we started working toward a plan for rehabilitating that facility. It goes hand in hand with what we're doing downtown. Same thing for City Park. City Park, uh, a great location, some great amenities in the park, but it was very dated. Uh, it was worn out. The sidewalks were in not very great shape, and um, some of the amenities had started to really uh, crumble, like right. the shelters and things like that. So, you know, part of the um, downtown revitalization and the city complex effort was also to really put some focus into that wonderful amenity that is located in the heart of Simpsonville. Um, we all love Heritage Park. Mm -hmm. Heritage Park is an amazing asset for the city, and, and our previous mayor and councils made that happen um, through their hard work and resilience. And, you know, now the focus needs to come back to other parts of the city, mm -hmm. which is why we're really hyper-focused on City Park. Um, the municipal complex, incredibly important because while you may drive past the police station and think that looks like a nice building, if you ever walk into that building, you'll realize how unbelievably inadequate it is right. for the number of people who work there, um, the types of conditions that they work in in that building. We have mold and other issues. 
And also the way the building is chopped up, it's very difficult for them to work together, which they need to do. You know, patrol officers work with investigators, investigators work with command staff, and they all are interwoven in so many ways. And, and the so, layout of a building can help with that synergy. And in this case, their current building is not helping with that synergy. Correct. Absolutely. And, and dispatch. I mean, let's think for a moment about the dispatchers who come on for their shift and they're here for 12 hours in one spot. You know, it's dreary, it's dark, it's dank. Um, that's not a great work environment for anybody. So having, um, you know, the most technologically advanced and most um, conducive work environment for the already stressful job that they have to do, it, you know, we're doing the best we can for um, everyone, for the people who work for the city and for the people who will come in to those buildings for services. Um, the fire department, it's quite obvious, I think. I don't think anybody would need to walk in to know that that building is terribly inadequate. Right. Um, all you have to do is be sitting on Curtis Street when they have to back the trucks into the bay because they can't drive them around. Um, the bays have not increased in size, but the equipment has. And so it's very important that the building um, work for modern day equipment. And so, um, headquarters for the Simpsonville Fire Department is going to be a very um, wonderful source of pride for not only the people who work there, but for people who visit the park. And, you know, children love fire trucks. Yeah, and, my and little boy definitely absolutely. loves fire trucks. Mine did too when he was little. Um, he's 27 now, so not <laughs> so little anymore. But we're incorporating a window into the side of the bay so that you don't just see the bay doors from the front. But, you, you know, children as they're visiting the park can see very clearly uh, from the side view into that building. That's really cool. It it's will a be a feature. really cool feature. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought that it was really important to combine um, a municipal complex with a park for two reasons. One, it cuts down on vandalism in the park because you have a 24-hour presence and the police and fire. And then two... Um, it's a source of pride for the community yeah. and also you share resources. You know, we're here during the day, so the parking lots are filled with city employees and with visitors who are coming into City Hall or the PD. Um, in the evenings, we're not here. Mm -hmm. And so there's parking for the new ball fields that are going in City Park, for the beautiful new playground that's going in City Park for tennis, for basketball, for disc golf, for all of those wonderful amenities, the dog park. Um, so that's a shared resource that really is symbiotic because we're not competing for those same parking spaces, we're sharing them. And so it's less surface parking that we have to have um, and greater use of that, you know, around the clock, not just during one time of the day. I think I can speak on behalf of all staff at, here at City Hall we're excited about a new municipal complex because there will be a new court building as well. Right now, court is held at City Hall in council chambers, and so on court days, it can be a little bit chaotic. People who are appearing for court aren't sure whether to come in the front or come in the back. And among just our normal, regular duties, we are helping people get to court, answering questions, which, of course, we are happy to do. Uh, the thing is, is though, this new setup will be way more efficient for City Hall and court. 
Yes, definitely for us, but also for Greenville County. So one thing listeners may not know, and and I'll make them aware of this now, is that uh, this may be one of the first projects like this of its kind. I need to do some research and, and qualify that statement, but it's the first one I'm aware of where we are putting our municipal court in the county summary court building. So we have um, allocated a building site for uh, Greenville County to build their summary court building, but they are building that building. Um, It will be nestled in between City Hall PD and the fire department headquarters. So all in a line on the periphery of City Park along the Curtis Street side of the park. Uh, And what that will do is make it more efficient for folks who are looking for court. Because what happens many times is we get visitors here who need to be in summary court on Maple Street. Or they get folks who belong in municipal court, but they think they belong there. And so it's easier for the people who are coming to court um, because it's now going to be all in the same place. Right. It's not really their job to know the difference between municipal and um, other kinds of courts. This will just be one central location. Absolutely, because it can be really confusing. You know, there's so many different levels of court and it it can be really confusing for people. And so maybe they had been to summary court once before and they just assume that's the only court in the city and they don't think about being here for municipal court. Um, So yeah, it's going to be a wonderful shared resource for both the county and the city and and i'm very proud of the cooperative effort that it took for those two governments us and greenville county to work together on making that happen i think you and council are doing a great job on all of these projects something kind of more personal what is one of your more memorable experiences as simpsonville city administrator Let's look at that in two different ways. So there are things professionally that have happened since I've been here that have been so incredibly meaningful and honestly, you know, great source of pride for me um, as a city administrator, having been in this role in in other places. And, And of course, as I near the end of my career, you know, looking back at things that have been just those aha moments and those moments where you just beam with pride. So I would say professionally for me, um, the night we did the reveal of the Art Center, um, I just felt so incredibly proud of what we had accomplished with that. And definitely we, you know, previous council had steadfastly said, this building is going to be an art center. And they wouldn't let anything else that would have been detrimental to the future of that building go in there. They said, we may not have the resources now, but one day we will. And so we're going to work toward this. And then the current council made it happen. Right. And it, it just really is um, just such an amazing thing. And I hope that people who are listening have been there. If they haven't, so many opportunities to go and, and see the artist. Um, studio tenants in their studio spaces or to go to the lobby and look at a gallery exhibition of new art which um, our wonderful art center manager Melissa has a new exhibition every six to eight weeks and yes. it's always just great art I've actually bought a piece that hangs in my home now and I'm very proud of that um, but yeah that was an amazing uh, night and experience for me um, Another highlight that I can think of professionally was when we did the branding charrette. Yes. And you were very involved in that. So you, this is probably in your top five well. If, if, yes, it is. As well, if I reversed roles with you and ask you, I, I would imagine this would probably be a top three. Um, what an amazing experience to work with 
creative minds that came up with this wonderful brand, um, the brand statement. I think it, it. I wish I had thought about it to you know read the brand statement at the end of this podcast. Right. Maybe you can add it on to that. Sure. Because I, I just think that's one of those things where if you are a new resident of Simpsonville or a lifelong resident, you hear those words and it just resonates with you. You're like wow, this is an awesome community, and I am so proud to be part of it. It may sound corny, but it brought tears to our eyes when we first heard it. It absolutely did. I got a little yeah, glassy eye. I did, too. And it was the culmination of three days of work with various stakeholder groups, like business owners, property yeah. owners, residents, students. You know, we had a true cross-section of the community, as you recall, come in for those um, first two days, and then the third day was spent putting the finishing touches on it and then revealing it to um, to the committee that council had put together to oversee that process, so that was wonderful. Now, personally, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am, a, to say I'm a Counting Crows fan would be an understatement. I can attest I to this to our f- listeners. fanatic. She is. Uh, I have seen them probably 20 times. I need to go back and count so I can give an exact number. But they are and always will be my favorite band. A little obsessed with Adam. Quite obsessed with Adam (laughs) Duritz, yes. Quite obsessed. Um, He answered a post or a comment that I made on his Instagram one day. Wow, that's really cool. Which was a personal highlight. And then, circling back to Simpsonville, Counting Crows were here two years ago. And I was able to go to Soundcheck in our own venue in my backyard practically um, and hear my favorite artists go through soundcheck. Then I was there, of course, later that night for the concert itself. But um, that was just a, I would say, a personal highlight for me during my time here in Simpsonville. And there have been many, but that's one that really stands out. I do want to go back and echo what you said about the rebranding. I think it was on the top three initiatives or things that we were going to work together when you hired me. And to give listeners some context, Diana came on around February or March of 2018. March 1st, 2018. And then I was hired uh, and started mid-June of 2018. So you and I were both kind of newbies to Simpsonville together. And that first week you gave me a list of things and the rebranding was on there. You mentioned it, I believe, in one of the two interviews that we did. And I was excited about that, uh, excited about how to create a logo, what that logo was going to look like. And then to go through that process with you, we had a lot of laughs. We weren't sure um, what we were going to end up with, but what we did um, end up with was beautiful and perfect for the city and I really enjoyed going through that process with you. That really is one of the major highlights Um, and you know when you think about something as simple as branding or a tagline for your community it may not seem like a really big deal but it permeates everything right and you know it's it's how our vehicles are marked and it's how we identify um, with folks through social media and the versatility of this one is what I really was so excited about because we can take that simply home and make it simply anything that was genius that was the the firm that we worked with i had actually worked with them in traveler's rest and i thought that the branding that we ended up with at the end of that three-day charrette could probably never be top because i thought it was incredibly clever and very versatile and we actually had two taglines coming out of that session um 
So I had high hopes for Simpsonville, but I wasn't sure we'd be able to surpass that. And honestly, I think it is just as good, if not better. It's so clean. And um, we were able to then do gateway signage out on 385 because our neighbors to the west of us, Malden, already had gateway signage for many years. And so people, as they were driving down 385, maybe didn't know that they were driving through Simpsonville. And I think it's important to have a sense of place and be able to show people this is our community and we're very proud of it. The Simply Home even applies to this podcast. I have to give credit to Mayor Shoemaker, who came up with the title of the podcast, Simply Said. I thought that was perfect. I think it's another great example of how ingenious and how versatile the Simply fill-in-the-blank is. I think that's a really good stopping point. So let's get back to that trivia question. What name did settlers use to refer to the Simpsonville area before it received its permanent name? Well, I hope I get this right. Um, Plain. That's right. Plain. So just so the listeners know, um, that was one of the first things I learned about Simpsonville when I came here. I did not know that until I had come to work here because we do have an historical marker in front of City Hall that tells the story of Simpsonville as a stagecoach town and how it was founded, um, the Woodside Brothers and their role here in Peter Simpson. But it also talks about how it was known as Plain. And there's Plain Elementary School. Yes. Uh, I have to say I appreciate the history of it, but I'm glad they changed I the am name. too. It would be hard to It's hard to brand that. that. Yeah, 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 going back to the branding, that would have, um, you don't want to be simply plain, I don't think. No, that I don't think we'll, sound very exciting. we'll never use that no. tagline. No, Diana, I know you are very busy as city administrator, so thank you again for being on the Simply Said podcast. Justin, thank you so much for having me, and I'd love to come back maybe when we're a little further along on some of these projects and provide the listeners with an update. And um, thanks for doing this. I think it's a wonderful resource for people who want to hear from their city employees and their city representatives. You know, it's, it's a really nice way for them to hopefully feel simply connected to what we're doing here at City Hall. There it is, that tagline. Thank you again for listening to the Simpsonville Simply Said podcast. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and visit simpsonville.com for all things Simpsonville. Our guest for episode three will be Simpsonville Arts Center manager Melissa Sturgis, who played a significant and invaluable role in making the first year of the newly renovated Arts Center a success. We hope you will join us next time. All right, I'm simply out. The Simpsonville Simply Said podcast is written, produced, and hosted by me, Justin Campbell. The theme music is by Uncle Mitch, who has way better social skills than Uncle Michael the Boogeyman Myers. Thank you to the city of Simpsonville for its support. Simpsonville is indeed simply home.